Hi everybody, this is Gatsad. When I was developing my research in at the intersection of evolutionary psychology and consumer behavior, one of the research areas that I was very keen on developing is how our hormones affect our consumatory acts. And so I had uh, collaborated with the, a couple of graduate students of mine one of whom I worked on the effects of uh, testosterone on conspicuous consumption on testosterone. So, you know, you put a young male in a fancy car or in a beaten up car, what happens to the testosterone levels? And if you also see a man who who is seeing another man uh, engaging in a conspicuous act, what happens to their testosterone levels? So that was a a paper that I had published back in 2009 with uh, John Bungus, who is currently a professor at Ithaca College. Uh, the other uh, stream that I had worked on with uh, Eric Stenstrom, who is a professor now at Miami University of Ohio, was looking at the effects of the menstrual cycle on women's behaviors, for example, their food-related behaviors and preferences, their beautification practices, the idea being that uh, beautification practices link up to this, uh, the mating module, uh, whereas uh, food-related issues relate to the survival uh, module. So one is natural selection, one is sexual selection. But in any, and that was a I, we published that paper in two thousand twelve, uh, and so the reason why I was very interested in doing these works is because it made it a lot more difficult for people who were uh, who had animus towards biological-based thinking to say, oh, it's, it must be due to socialization. Here's an alternative explanation for your findings. When you are collecting physiological measures and you know hormonal-based effects, it becomes a lot more difficult to, to argue that it's not due to biology and so on. And so that was the, 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 the impetus of my wanting to uh, you know, introduce all of these hormonal studies within... Uh, consumer behavior. And there's now been a growing number of papers that are looking at hormones within various areas of business, whether it be in entrepreneurship. I'll maybe talk about this paper uh, in a future uh, episode. But the one that I want to talk about today is uh, one of those really, really nice papers. It was published in 2008 by uh, Coates and Herbert in PNAS, Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, which is a very prestigious journal. And what they did is they, they did it in the context of uh, behavioral finance and, and, and financial trading. So what they did is they measured uh, traders, men, male traders' uh, testosterone levels at 11 o'clock in the morning and 4 o'clock in the afternoon uh, and then correlated those with uh, their performance, their their trading performance of that day. And what they found is that uh, their baseline, their baseline testosterone levels in the morning, were correlated to that day's uh, positively correlated with that day's performance. So, one argument could be that you know when you have higher testosterone, you're more prone to take risky positions, and that might cause you to have 
uh, you know, a better performance in terms of your financial trading. Now, to me, I, I loved that study and I have cited it in a lot of my work because uh, it seems obvious that your hormones should affect all sorts of behaviors and and across domains, but certainly within the business domain. I mean, how how do you make economic decisions and employee decisions and consumer decisions outside the purview of your hormones? It makes no sense. And so this was one of those papers that I really always turn to because it, it was such a beautiful and elegant way to demonstrate the the importance of studying hormones in, in business settings. The second uh, hormone that they studied in that paper is actually one that uh, you know, struck me as even more interesting because you know even lay people can can see how testosterone is related to you know aggressive behavior, risk taking, and so on. But the second hormone that they looked at is one that is related to the you know it's a stress response hormone and it's cortisol levels. And what they showed is that the traders' uh, cortisol levels were correlated to the variability of their performance. Right, so it's not so much whether they lost or not; it's not their net performance, but it's the 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 volatility of their performance on that day and the volatility of the market, because volatility is stressful. Right, if the market is going up and down, up and down, it's very hard for you to see what the patterns might look like, and so that induces a stress response, and so. This was a wonderful paper looking at both testosterone as a correlate of uh, a trader's performance and looking at cortisol levels as linked to volatility of their daily performance in terms of their trading and uh, the volatility of the market in general. So there you have it, some really, really great, an increasing number of studies that are now uh, being conducted within business schools, looking at hormones, but in the time when uh, I was setting out with these studies, you know, more, you know, 12, 15 years ago, there was really no such thing. As a matter of fact, there was huge animus to studying uh, these kinds of uh, issues in the context of the business school because people were like, "Well, what are you talking about? This is this is not relevant for consumers." You know, are you saying that consumers are animals? Well, of course I am. You know, consumers don't somehow exist outside of their biology. So there you have it, folks. I hope that you've enjoyed this uh, episode about the effects of hormones in business settings in general and in financial trading in particular. Please leave some comments. Let me know if these are the types of episodes that you enjoy. I'm trying to increase the number of clips, uh, you know, on these kinds of scientific issues. Take care, everybody. Cheers.